Okay, welcome back to Respawn Aim Fire. This is episode 64. And uh, holy shit, do we have the episode of episodes for you. It is our annual, first annual, second, it's not the first annual if it was the first time it was ever done because then it's not annual. Would this be the first annual episode then since it's the second time? It's the time second time we are doing it. We were planning on doing this annually, so it's the second annual. Second time annually. E3 predictions episode, but we're going to get to that later as our main quest. Right now, we're going to jump into the biggest news of all time, Pokemon our names? Switch. Is it our names? No, that's less important than Pokemon Switch. I'm Chad Michael Ennis. And I'm holding the part of it. I'm very excited about Pokemon Switch. This oh, is big news. Oh, man. Pokemon Switch is the one coming out in 2018. is called yes. Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, which we talked about the rumors of that yes. actually coming true now. It is for real. Let's Go is a reference to Pokemon Go. It yes, is a, it is. They describe it as a bigger version of Pokemon Go and a kind of simplified version of the core series. They do not consider this a core Pokemon game, which I thought was interesting because it seems yeah. very similar to a core Pokemon game. Yeah, we'll get into some details in a, lot of in a ways. second. They do have, they did announce that there is a core Pokemon game in the vein of XY and Sun and Moon coming in 2019. The, the end Leaked of 2019. Of 2019. Yeah. So, so if you don't like what you hear, don't worry. What is Let's you can get Go? Get your real Pokemon. Let's Go is kind of a, it is a reimagining of Pokemon Yellow, that first uni- like area there. The did map they explicitly say that though. They did they say explicitly... that the map is almost exactly the same as the original. Okay. It will have the same gym battles. It will have the same trainer battles. It will have the same Elite Four. What it won't have is battling wild Pokemon. That's yes. the biggest change, and the part where it is most similar to Pokemon Go. So this one so, is uh, catching Pokemon is like in yeah. Pokemon Go. You have them all around you in your field there, and you go touch them. And instead of battling them to catch them and weakening them, you have the same exact mechanics of throwing it, timing it is important, mm-hmm. getting it as close to the center of the ring is important, and that's how you catch Pokemon in this one. And just like Pokemon Go, like Pokemon Go, you see the Pokemon on your real world map on your phone. You'll actually see the Pokemon walking around this world. Yep. Which is where I kind of think it does some things... Well, the point I'm making is I think it does some things better than core Pokemon games in that regard. Like, that's something I've always wanted from a core Pokemon game, bringing it to this version. I know you're not a huge fan of random encounters. I'm not a huge fan of random random encounters. Nothing is worse than trying to find that one Pokemon you need to catch, but you keep running into Rattatat over and over and over and over again. Oh, man, or Zubat in uh, Mount Moon. Oh, my gosh. So, I think it's very, very cool. Uh... One thing I have a question about is so when you're catching Pokemon, you're not you're using one Joy-Con, you're using a single Joy-Con like right. a remote, which I actually kind of like that. But when you go to catch a Pokemon, you are quote unquote throwing your Joy-Con, not actually throwing your Joy-Con, but you're right. like doing the motion of throwing Get your Joy-Con. Joy-Con. Please don't throw your Joy-Cons. Yeah, and if you have a second player join you, they're using the other Joy-Con, and you can time your throw to kind of catch the Pokemon more quickly or to catch the Pokemon uh, more effectively. Right. If you kind of sync it up properly. Uh, but I think the, the catching mechanic is interesting. I'm, and they haven't talked about this, but they have said that leveling up is going to differ, how you get experience points. Right, yep. So I'm curious if that's going to work. I mean, in, I want to say it was X and Y they started doing it, where when you catch a Pokemon, you get experience points for that. So maybe you'll just get experience for catching Pokemon. Possibly. It's very possible. I, I imagine they'd have to do something like that. I wonder if they're going to do something like similar to how candies are the way that you power up Pokemon. I'm going to yeah. do something similar to that. Yeah. But it's, it's an interesting move for sure. Yeah. I'm still excited about it. Your starter Pokemon, we haven't even really mentioned this. Your starter Pokemon is Pikachu or Eevee, depending on the version that you get. Yes. They ride around on your body, Pikachu on your shoulder, Eevee on your head. Yes. You can customize them, and they're adorable as fuck. You can put hats on them and jackets and all sorts of shit, and I'm going to deck the fuck out of my Pikachu. <laughs> Which I version are you getting, Holden? I'm going to Pikachu for sure. So we ran a poll. I know, right? This blew my mind. We both said, we both commented, who's going to pick Eevee? Why would someone pick Eevee? And it won. Fucking, I'm seeing it everywhere, though. Like, I've seen other polls on Twitter, and and Eevee is winning out. I had no idea Eevee was a thing that people even cared about. Currently, right now, I'm seeing the opposite in terms of sales, like pre-order sales. People who are pre-ordering, it is... Number one spot on Amazon is Pikachu. Number two spot is Eevee. In some places, it's number one spot is Pikachu. Number two spot is the Pokeball Plus, which you can use as a controller, oh, yeah, as well as to carry your Pokemon with you. And then number three is Let's Go Eevee. Yeah. So that Pokeball Plus, 
It is. It. Yeah. They say the quote is that it is a fully functional Joy-Con. That kind of I don't understand because it's missing some buttons. I think somewhere a, a lot of buttons. I've only seen I mean, the Pokeball there is, with the joystick. Well, there's on top a joystick. Of it. There's also a button on the top that I've seen somebody press before. I think there might be parts of it that we're not seeing. Okay, but it is uh, fully functional for the game at least. You can control mm-hmm. the entire game using just this Pokeball. It and, will not attach to a Joy-Con grip or anything like that. Right, <laughs> it's not fully functional. You can put your Eevee or your Pikachu in the Pokeball and take it on the go, and it will like change color. You can feel it kind of rock back and forth. It's so okay. cool. Am I going to get one? No, I'm not going to get one. No, I'm not getting it. It's but like 50 I think bucks, it's apparently. awesome that it that it exists. It's cool that it exists. I think for hardcore Pokemon fans, it's going to be awesome. But that's kind of where it jumps into that whole tie-in to Pokemon Go. Yeah. Because it's not just oh! the mechanics. So Chad is Those two years playing... of Pokemon Go that I've been playing every day are paying off, y'all. <laughs> I, I downloaded Pokemon Go again for this very reason. So if you catch a Pokemon in Pokemon Go, like Chad has a lot of legendary Pokemon, like a lot of really good Pokemon. Yeah. He can transfer them into Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu or Eevee. Yep. Here's the thing, though. It goes to what's called the Pokemon Go Ranch, and you have to catch that Pokemon again. So you don't just get it immediately. You have to kind of catch it again. But you can try as many times as you want. So if you haven't, if you're just starting off the game and you don't have high level Pokemon, you're like you're still a beginner trainer. You can't catch Lugia. I would imagine there was. You have to. There are there are two clarifications on this. Uh, there's yeah. in a in a second interview with IGN, they did say that one you don't get access to that Pokemon Ranch until about midway through the game. Okay. Two, you can only transfer Kanto Pokemon or their Alolan forms, like executive. Okay, so Lugia would be out of the question. But my point is, like, legendary Pokemon right. at that point. Yeah. Um, Kanto Pokemon and then the Alohan versions of the Pokemon as well. Alolan, right? Alolan. Yeah. Uh, Alohan, I don't know. Aloha is the one, actual Hawaiian. Yeah. Alola is Pokemon Hawaiian. Okay. So, cool stuff there. I do think it's kind of nice that there's this... T- this is kind of the first time I've seen the promise of a mobile Nintendo game tying into a actual like mainline Nintendo game. Yeah. They've been talking about so it's, how it's, it's the mobile cool. strategy is saying, man, we are going to release these mobile games and we're very clearly going to use those to entice people to buy our actual hardware and games. And this is the first time that I think we've really seen that because fire emblem didn't yeah. really do that. Mario run had no integration. Nope. I mean, animal crossing, I think is the next one that has the potential to, we don't know what the main game's going to be, but we'll just, We'll see. But Pokemon's yep. doing it first, unless Animal Crossing gets surprised announced and comes up beforehand, which I don't think is likely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very, very cool stuff. I want to talk about how just goddamn good this game looks. I don't know if I would say like, goddamn good, but it, it looks, looks so good. good. For, for a Pokemon game, it's it really, it really good looking. Yes, with that caveat for a Pokemon game, yes, it looks very good. For a Pokemon good. game. I don't think this is what the next generation Pokemon game is going to look like. I think this is very much just like a higher up res version of the 3DS versions of the game, but I think it looks really good. Funny enough, actually, the leaked screenshot that I was talking about yep. uh, like a few weeks ago, I want to say, is real. The screenshot yep. was you riding on a Lapras, and they showed the exact same moment in this trailer. So it must have been taken from the trailer itself when they were editing it, putting it together and stuff. So all that is totally real. Oh, wait, I think we forgot to mention as well, you have Pikachu or Eevee on you. You can also have a second Pokemon following you. Yes. Around. So you can have two Pokemon following you around. First time that's ever happened before. They're also saying they're doing away with HMs, which, especially in the early games, like they were a waste of a a move. They already did that, though. They did that in Sun and Moon. Yeah. But since this is a remake of Yellow, it's important to note that, yeah, they're doing away with those. However, they have not confirmed that, like Sun and Moon, you have those ride Pokemon. I think they basically showed that, though. You're riding a Lapras in no, the water. You're different. flying with Charizard. They say they say you can ride on bigger Pokemon, or you can have smaller Pokemon follow behind you, but they haven't said that those explicitly function, other than, like, cosmetic. Okay, well, the, the Lapras was definitely in water, so was. I would say that's Surf. But I don't know if that's... I, is that a Pokemon that having... you own, and do you have to have a moveset for it, or is that similar to the ride, where you're like, I just call a Lapras at an instant, and... Boom, did you play Sun and Moon? I did, yeah. Okay, so the, in Sun and Moon, you basically, at a certain point, they say, okay, now you can do this ability, and you can ride this Pokemon to accomplish strength, basically. Right. They just kind of give it to you, very similar to an HM. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it works that way. But it'd be kind of cool, though, if you just caught a water Pokemon, you could then do Surf. Yeah. Like, that would be kind of cool. But we'll That just also have to might see. break the game a little bit, because you can get a water Pokemon really early, and then suddenly you can Surf anywhere. Shut up. It's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> I like this idea. Um... Or you get Pidgey right off the bat, and then boom, you can fly anywhere in the game? Well, you still have to go to a location to fly to it, in that case at least. Even when you get fly later on in the games. In uh, 
Like Ruby Omega Ruby as an example. You can't just fly anywhere. Well, what if you cut down your mom? Boom. Anyway, I'm really excited for Let's Go Pikachu. <laughs> Not going to get Let's Go Eevee, which kind of no. sucks because I don't know anyone else who's going to get Let's Go Eevee, even though the whole world says they're going to, which means I can't trade with anyone. Well, there will be online features. There is a mistranslation. They said there was not going to be any online features. There will be online trading, and there will be online, just be online battling with trainers. Yeah, and battling will be different than Pokemon Go. Battling will be the yes. same. Four moves, you can yeah. switch them out. It'll be that'll be the same as the original series. Very very cool. What else did they announce at that same conference? They announced something called Pokemon Quest, and that looks for dumb Switch as hell. Mobile. I, I downloaded it to try it out. I played it for literally five minutes and went, wow, this is really stupid, and I just deleted it immediately. Nice. I didn't even download it because I looked at it. First of all, I hate the art style with all the blocky Minecraft. Yeah, I don't Pokemon. like the art style either. But you're on, like, on an island called Tumble Cube Island because all the Pokemon are like cubes. Ha. Huh. It was really funny. Ah. Um, and you're, I guess you're just kind of rounding up wild Pokemon and fighting them and accomplishing Pokemon quests because that's why it's called Pokemon Quest. It's free. That should tell you everything wah, you need to know. Wah. Free to start is how they <laughs> to say To start, it. yeah. Free and to then... start. They don't say it's free to play at Nintendo. No, no, no. Free to start. So, boom, boom, boom. That is Pokemon. It comes out. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee comes out November 16th, 2018. Woo! Boom. Chad, that's games we're playing in the future. Oh, what are you playing man. right now? Holden, what did I play this week? Well, I played Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze now that I've beat <laughs> Super Mario RPG. Uh, Daniel Newman is so close to being done with Bloodborne, and he needed some help, so I booted back up Bloodborne. We haven't actually had a chance to play together yet, but I booted back up Bloodborne just to, like, get myself reacquainted with it after two years, mm-hmm. and be like, alright, how does this game work when? How do I attack? Blah, blah, blah. And I just, 15 minutes of it, and I was already going, oh, I need Dark Souls on Switch now! Because I really want to yeah. play that game now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I played that a little bit, and then, uh, I'm getting balls deep in God of War right now. I feel like you've hours. been balls deep in God of War for weeks now, and it's amazing to me you haven't finished it. It's just so good. I am I am fast-tracking that story now. I sit up, for those of you who don't know, I am very much a morning person. Like, wake yes. up by myself at 6.45, no alarm. That's normal for me. But last You're night, I stayed, up, I stayed up until midnight playing God of War last <laughs> night. Stayed up until midnight! Oh my goodness, did you drink lots of chocolate milk? I drank no chocolate milk, but I did have a chocolate oh, okay. protein shake. Oh, okay, same thing. Oh man, so yeah, same old, same old. Bloodborne reignited that spark. But Holden, what does Playtime with Holden look like this week? Um, very differently from you, I played Bloodborne this week. Oh my god! Uh, we didn't actually talk Bloodborne. about this, we just both coincidentally you played it. Yeah, um, no, I'm again, I'm still in with my brothers right now, and... Oh, and they, of course you had to show least, your six-year-old brother what it's like to... The, the, the 12-year-old brother. I did okay. not show the six-year-old yeah. brother anything <laughs> Souls-related. Uh, no, so I showed him Dark Souls and Bloodborne, and he really hated them. He thought they were too violent. <laughs> uh, so we didn't play them very long. But I did get farther in Bloodborne. I beat some bosses. I only have to do the Nightmare of Mensis now. So that New area. Game Plus, right? Yeah, New Game Plus. Okay. And then in Dark Souls 3, I'm at Lothric Castle, New Game Plus, and I've beaten every optional boss up including the DLC up to that point. So nice. I'm pretty sure it's, it's like the second to last area, and then you just fight the final boss. So. Nice! It's very good there. But then, last night, I started playing Mario Tennis Aces, Woo! the demo. Talk about it, talk about it, ooh, yeah. I have to um, find some time I, to play that in the next two days. I cannot, well, it's only available for uh, until tomorrow. That's why so. I said the next two days. No, you didn't say that. I did. So here's the thing about Mario Tennis Aces. It's really good. I like it a lot. However, it's only online, and they're working out some kinks with online. Yep. Which, so like, and I don't know if it's just the other person's Wi-Fi connection isn't strong, or just the server's not working, but some games, flawless, and it's perfect, and it's fantastic, and it's super fun. Other games, when when there's lag, your character, it's weird. It's so hard to describe, but it's like, it's still running at a good frame rate, but he jumps around, and you don't feel like you have full control over where your character is going, okay. which is frustrating when you're trying to run to get a tennis ball in milliseconds before it is, you know, yep. before it passes you. So it's kind of frustrating, but when it does work, which, to be fair, that's only happened two or three times in the, like, two dozen matches I've played at this point. Okay. So not, like, a huge issue for a beta test, which is essentially what this is, 
But considering Nintendo's track record on online, I yep. would like to have I seen mean, better. It is coming out in three weeks, so it's coming out in three weeks. So, but it's it's really fun and it's surprisingly deep. There is a lot to this. I would say it's the most complicated control scheme, and not in a bad way, for any Mario sports game. Are you doing motion controls or buttons? So I'm doing buttons, but there's still like the gyro aiming when you. So there's something sure. called a. Um, was it like a star power shot or something like that? Where, when you're kind of volleying back and forth with whomever your your opponent is, you'll see a little star mark show up where the ball is going to go. And if you step on that and then hold down the right button, you'll kind of go into this mode where you can aim with a reticule using the gyro aiming to decide where it's going to land, and then it'll go really fast. Or you can hit their racket and break their racket if you want to. Right. Yeah, we all watched the 10-minute tutorial in the last Nintendo Direct. Yes. <laughs> when you're playing it, it all flows pretty well together. They have you kind of go through before you get into the online tournament, and you essentially just run through how to do the different mechanics of the game. So you get to play it as opposed to just watching it. When you play against players who know what they're doing, which I'm surprised how many people already know what they're doing, you're hopeless. There's just some people who are so good at this game already. It's amazing to me. Like, How on earth did you get this good at the game? in a single evening i don't know there's already a reddit post of this guy who's put in like the advanced tips and tricks and like how like how much time (laughs) have you put into this game um but i do really want to play the story mode because i think in online for me i'm just getting my ass handed to me so much that when it officially comes out i just feel like i'm not going to do well online at all unless they have better ranking and they pair you people who are more kind of in your level yeah which would be nice but for right now you'll get paired against people who will demolish you instantly. I'm mostly kind of looking forward to this for the story mode anyway, and for yeah. local co-op. Because the gameplay mechanics are fantastic. It's really fun to play. I love how it plays, how the characters move around. Um, playing as Toad, playing tennis is just super fun. Toad? I mean, of on. all the characters you pick, Toad? Toad and Yoshi been my go-to, because they're, they're fast. They're very fast. Okay. So, I'm enjoying it a lot. I can't wait to get it. I, I want you to play, because I want to talk to you about it, but I feel like at this point... When we talk about it is when the game's going to come out. Yeah, because we've got E3 so, next week. We've got wrap-up after that. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, I played Mario Tennis Aces. It was fun. I recommend it if you... Actually, at this point, by the time this releases, it's already done with the beta test. Yep. Or the other tournament. So, I hope you played it. I hope you played it. Dude, that sounds aces. Oh. Thanks for sharing what you played. If I want to find out what also scored aces or deuces... <laughs> is deuces bad? Or deuces is like like poop. If it scored aces or deuces as in shitty. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's find that information out on Leaderboard. (laughs) (laughs) There was a transition in there somewhere. You kind of got it. (laughs) (laughs) So we have three games on Leaderboard this week. Uh, We're going to go through this pretty quickly because there's really honestly not too much to talk about. Two of these games are remastered editions of games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remastered edition. Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. We have Dark Souls Remastered, and then we have the brand new game, Detroit Become Human. Ooh. I know you're going to play Detroit Become Human, but yeah. because it's it's such a subjective game in terms of, like, you might love this, other people might hate this because they don't like the story or something oh, yeah. like that. I wanted to include this in here as well. Typical David um, Cage game. Yeah, but I'll say, though, everything's got good reviews. Nothing here got bad reviews at all. The lowest is uh, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition with a 78 on Metacritic, 39 positive reviews, 8 mixed reviews, and 1 negative reviews. The biggest criticism of this game is that if you have played this game before on Wii U and 3DS, yeah. there's not too much of a reason to get this game. But it's wasn't really there Breath con- of the Wild costumes? They're Breath of the Wild costumes, whatever. So, basically, it's just it's a combination of the Wii U and 3DS versions of those games. The, notably, it fixes a lot of the issues with like split-screen games that you had on the Wii U version running at really low frame rates. That's been completely... Should be taken care of. There are barely no frame issues at all. Even when playing undocked in split screen, it runs really well. Even Good. though because that's it's what a little cramped. tanked the review scores on the 3DS version. Yes, is that it was just horrible for multiplayer. So this has been alleviated in that sense. Um, again, there's some new costumes, that kind of stuff. But I love this. GameSpot dubbed it the strongest Zelda spinoff ever. And I'm like, what else do you really have there? Like, you have Link's crossbow training, and you have that weird Tingle Rupee Challenge game that only came out in Japan. Like, you got the, Four Swords. You got the Zelda that, one that, that came does out not count. Four Swords, Four Swords counts as a mainline Zelda game. What about the one where you could dress up as a girl on 3DS two years ago that you bought and That's, never played? 
Triforce Heroes, that counts as a mainline Zelda game. That counts game. as a mainline Zelda game? Yeah, there's no. just, there's mainline single player, mainline multiple. Yes, Four Swords Adventures, no. all that counts as a main. They're Says in... who? Mm. Just no, saying. It's, it's definitely the nominative case. It's who, not whom. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I say apparently this game is really good if you've never played this game before. So if you haven't played it before, you're a big Zelda fan, you should get it. I'm the exact demographic of that, and I'm still not going to get it. So... <laughs> I don't know what this game's for, but if it's it's getting pretty good reviews. We'll jump into Dark Souls Remastered. For this one, I actually specifically went to watch some lesser-known YouTube critics to see what they were saying. Right. Because Dark Souls is one of those things that people are very passionate about, and I wanted to get their perspective as well as kind of like the main industry perspective. All right. But uh, a Metacritic got an 86. It's her highest-reviewed game leaderboard this week. Had a 37 positive reviews, one mixed, zero negative. Everyone likes it. Zero negative. Zero negative. And it's really because if you like Dark Souls, is already a really good game. And this doesn't really add anything. It's just a sharper, better-looking, smoother version of the game. So it's kind of like, how could you, if you like Dark Souls, how could you not like it? Yeah. Sharper, better, faster, stronger. Exactly. um, The frame rate apparently makes a big difference when you go from 30 to 60. Because the 60 frames, everything is so in the moment, so, you know... uh, if you can respond as quickly as possible, it's the difference between getting a guy or getting hit yourself. Yeah. So the frame rate apparently makes a big difference in gameplay. But there was a specifically, there was an area called Blight Town, which originally in Dark Souls, when it was first came out, was criticized as being too framey, which made it a little bit harder to play and kind of unfair. That area now feels a lot more fair because you'd have better frame rate there and it stays solid the whole time. Um, there were some minor frame rate dips on the PS4 when we're dealing with kind of fire effects and bigger particle effects. Okay. But apparently this surprised me. Even the people who, like the, the kind of really dedicated Dark Souls fans who had some negative things to say, they all said that this is the best the particle effects have ever looked in the franchise. Ooh, in the franchise. In the franchise. Like, I wanted to see that for myself, because that's pretty bold. I think Dark Souls 3 is an incredibly good-looking game. Yeah. So I, I want to see that for myself, because it's a pretty bold statement. I saw some of the fire effects in the video footage I was watching, and I'm like, yeah, that looks like an up PS3 fire effects. Like, it doesn't look incredible. But the magic spells and things like that did look pretty good. Yeah. Well, you're not um, going to see those particle effects on the Switch version. Just letting you know that. Yes. Absolutely. Um, oh, so some locations have better looking textures than others. So some places look a lot better. Some places kind of look a little dingy still. So not too good there. But I wanted to get the kind of the PC complaint here. So Dark Souls didn't come out on PC originally. It was PS3, Xbox 360. But they released an edition for PC called Prepare to Die Edition. And apparently it was not great when it came out. It had a lot of frame rate issues and problems. But it had mod support. So a lot of that stuff was fixed. They added new things to it, like different challenge modes, kind of different ways of playing Dark Souls. So it became like this really definitive version of that game. And the remastered edition includes none of that. And it's a separate purchase. Mm. It's 50% off if you already had the PC version. Yeah. But that's kind of upsetting some people. So it's kind of saying if you know if you haven't played Dark Souls before and you're going to get it on PC, you should still get the Prepared to Die edition and then kind of research on what mods to get. I think that's a very like hardcore PC person thing to say. Yeah, definitely. I think I, guess, I, mean, I think that's kind of in line with what some recent remasters have done as well. Like I think Bioshock Collection fu- functioned mm-hmm. the same way, where like you got yeah. Bioshock already because it was in four in four K, but then you get like half off the other two. I think Borderlands works similarly. Yeah. But yeah, uh, in the case of like Skyrim, though, they just gave you the remastered edition. Nice. Yeah, that was because Bethesda is so consumer friendly. Um, so yeah, so I mean, ultimately, I'm still going to get this game on Switch. I'm waiting for it to come on Switch. These reviews were for the PC 360, uh, 360, Xbox One, and PS4 versions of the game, including Xbox One X and Pro. So it sounds like if you haven't played the game, go ahead and get it. There's not really anything new here. Like some, there were some complaints that there wasn't like behind the scenes footage of how the game was made, but I'm not really surprised that's not in there. I don't know. It's just yeah. seemed like something that from software would do, but yeah, I have seen there. that there's um, uh, like early builds. Like there are some people that hacked the code and there's some mm-hmm. early builds of like bloodborne stages. Yes. I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Like, Demon soul stages in there as well, even though mm-hmm. that came out first. I thought that was yeah. kind of cool that that was in the source code for dark souls. Mm-hmm. Nice. What was the third one? Detroit Become Human. Ooh, it's Gene! <laughs> Gene Parmesan! Detroit Become Human got a Metacritic score of 79%, positive 66 positive reviews. Uh, mixed was 19 mixed reviews, and there were just only two negative reviews, which that surprised me for yeah. a David Cage Quantity Dream game. Only two Always negative polarizing. reviews. 
always polarizing, but other reviews I've seen, they're saying this is the best Quantic Dream game yet. All right. Better than Heavy Rain, not surprisingly better than Beyond Two Souls. That was not a very well-received Quantic Dream game. I haven't played it, so I can't speak to it myself. I had a lot of fun with it. To be clear, a lot of these opinions are subjective because it's a story-based game. Yep. So we'll go through some of the technical stuff that people had some issues with. But in terms of the story, pretty much it was well-received as a story. People liked the story. They enjoyed where it went. There's kind of the common criticism you get with AI stories, which is that it covers similar ground. Are they really human? That kind of stuff. Like, question what it means to be human. That's kind of with the territory, so it's not too surprising. But like uh, Colm already mentioned in his review that because you're interacting with the story there's a different level of immersion in those questions right. than you would have gotten if you just watched, you know, Ex Machina or something like that. He called it his game of the year so far, didn't he? Yeah, he called it his game of the year. He called it the best of the Quantic Dream games. He's very, you know, high up on this game. Um, everyone kind of pointed out some kind of s- story inconsistencies. I would like to forgive that because there are story inconsistencies in two-hour movies this is a <laughs> yeah. super long story with so many branching paths that it's miraculous that they only said there were some inconsistencies. Yeah, especially when like, you could play the same game and possibly get it in four hours or 12 hours. Yeah, exactly. Depending exactly. on the choices you make. Like, It was kind of cool. So you're playing as three different characters throughout the game. Each character kind of has their own way of almost interacting with the world in a sense. Like the detective can kind of see things happen in wireframes as he's piecing together what happened in that scene before he got there kind of like batman um, detective mode yeah like uh this other guy marcus he can do like kind of parkour stuff and he can see like ahead of time like calculate quote unquote calculate what will happen if he goes a certain directions so you kind of figure out what you want to do based on seeing the result of that before it actually happens which is kind of cool nothing huge plot wise you'd see beforehand but just like if i climbed up there would i make it yeah that kind of thing um Apparently, a lot of the, and going back to the story, there are some moments in the game that are very on the nose with yep. their commentary. That's uh, the biggest like, criticism I've had, I've heard so far. Yeah. And I'll just kind of, put, I don't want to go into spoilers because a lot of the reviews avoid spoilers, but the, almost the one they mentioned all the time, every review mentioned this one is that androids have to sit or stand in the back of the bus. Yep. And it's like, that's, oh, okay, I definitely absolutely 100% see what you're doing with that. That's extremely... Ominous. And there was also a, a direct quote from I Have a Dream. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, I've seen that in a lot of reviews as well. <laughs> um, in terms of the technical side, I mean, it's a Quantic Dream game. They're never really known for their technical you know, acumen. I think it's a good-looking game just from what I saw. Yeah. But apparently some of the camera actions are stiff and some of the camera, uh, the character movement is kind of stiff. But again, that's... That's Quantic Dream. Like, that's what their games are kind of like. But, I mean, I'm hearing it's the best story of a Quantic Dream game. It's really interesting to see these different character perspectives. The decisions have legitimate outcomes where you can miss entire sequences or scenarios by not doing certain things in the game. There's a really good kind of flow chart after you complete a chapter to see, okay, what decisions did I miss? What was my path going through here? And all that looks pretty cool for someone who wants to kind of see everything. It sounds like it's pretty easy. I haven't played early Quantic Dreams games before. You have. Is that something they've done before, or is that pretty Not ridiculous? really, no. That's, I don't know what you might not really know. They have done this before, or they haven't? Uh, I think both of those are dismissive. Not really, and no. They have they have not done something like this before. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, it's apparently it's a really good game. I actually think I might get this, considering I have an interest in AI stories to begin with. I yep. think they're really interesting stories. And I've wanted to play a Quantic Dream game before. I have Beyond Two Souls, but I hear that's not the best way to start with them. Dude, you so should, I, I you might should jump up. into it after you go balls deep into God of War. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many games to play. Boy. Well, what games are we buying this month, Chad? Oh, man. Welcome back to our segment. But instead of calling it, what the fuck are you buying this month, like we did last month, we're actually going to give this segment a name. It's called, what are you buying? Shout out to Resident Evil 4. <laughs> uh, we are going to be talking about what games are coming out real quick in June, so you guys know what to prepare your wallets for. Are you ready for this list? First up, your favorite, Sushi Striker, The Way of Sushido, on Switch oh, and 3DS, coming out I June I played 8th. this. I played this. You There's did? A demo and I, I played it. Oh my god, I deleted it so fast, I couldn't stand it. Did you play it, it, it on, the, so on the Best Buy kiosk? No, they have a demo on, <laughs> on, uh, on Switch. It is, I mean, people who are really into anime might like this, but it has yeah. that extreme anime style. 
where people get really upset and then the things happen behind them, blah, and I'm like, ah, I can't do this. Yep. And the story was nonsensical. It's about people who are throwing sushi dishes at each other. Like, it's just it's too crazy for to me. me. <laughs> it's just too crazy to me. Uh, by the way, this is a, a, a very curated list of things that are coming out because there's a lot of shit coming out in June. Yeah. Next up, we have Super Bomberman R. Previously came out on Switch, now coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC on Ooh. June 12th. Jurassic World Evolution. That's the park builder coming yes. to PC, PS4, and Xbox One on June 12th. Then we have Lego Incredibles coming to everything, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC on June 15th. I didn't even know that was actually coming. Lego yeah, Incredibles. Was... I didn't know about that. We talked about that, yeah. Then we got Mario Tennis Aces, not Deuces. Woo! Coming to Switch on June 22nd. <laughs> Um, there's this stupid name, I don't know, Lumines, Lumines Remastered, coming, uh, PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox that deserves One on June 26th. respect, Chad, is Luminous Remastered. Oh, Lumin, do you care about that game? I very much care about that game. Oh, okay. I want, I want that game right now. Gotcha, okay, well then right Luminous Remastered, coming to all things June 26th. Oh, can't wait. If you were a fan of Crash Bandicoot and you don't own a PlayStation, you can play that trilogy on June 26th as well, on Switch, Xbox One, and PC. Mm-hmm. The Crew 2. Remember that? Cool. I thought it came out a Can't. year ago. Turns out it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> PC, PS4, Xbox One on June 29th. I had to say that about The Crew when The Crew came out. I'm like, oh, that already came out? <laughs> I had no idea. And then finally, Holden gets to play Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus on Switch on June 29th. Yes. I'm going to have to play the first one first, though. Do you own the first one? I do. You it get was on it. PlayStation Plus at some point. Got it. I think. No, it was on $4. I bought it for $4. Yes. Yes. Play it again if you're going to play Wolfenstein 2. Maybe the first one as well, but definitely Wolfenstein 2. Just put it on baby mode and just have a fucking blast with it. You'll thank yourself later. Nope. I'm going to play it on the traditional difficulty because that's how I roll. Good luck. You're going to get very frustrated very fast. Nope. Yes, you will. I've decided no, that. No, I won't. Hold it. I will not. We don't fight on this podcast, so let's open yes, up our do. quest log and casually and politely talk about some fetch quests. There will be nothing polite about it, Chad. All right, you fucking asshole. What the there hell is go. coming to our freaking quest log? <laughs> Today's a day. Today's a good day. Chad's tired. I'm, I've had a day so far, and it's, already on, it's only 1 o'clock. Well... Yeah, you had a day. Anyway, so we have not a whole lot of stories. We have a lot of E3 to talk stuff to talk about afterwards. Yeah, E3. So first of all, one that I'm kind of upset about is that Square Enix is done with the Go series. Oh, like they did Tomb a series Raider of Go, or Lara Croft Go, yeah. Hitman Go. Lara, oh, it's Lara Croft Go. Oh, sorry, Lara B. Lara Croft. Lara Croft Go, Hitman Go, and Deus Ex Go. By the way, Deus Ex is our game of the month for Barf. That's right, not Machina. Mm-hmm. Did you ever yes, play any of the Go games? I did, yeah. I played the Hitman version, and okay. I played the, the Lara Croft one. Lara. They were good games. Lara. Lara. Lara Croft. I played about half of the Hitman on Vita, and I enjoyed it. I'm just not a puzzle mm-hmm. guy. so I like puzzles, so I enjoyed it a lot. But it, just because it, they were $5 games, and that's apparently really expensive on mobile. So they just yeah. don't want to do that anymore. A shame. Shame. Oh, shame. shame. Shun. Shun the non-believer. It's a magical Larry Pluridon. <laughs> uh, so this is something else that's cropping back up again Pokemon Go dealing with cheaters so spoofing is a big thing in Pokemon Go where you can sit from the comfort of your home pretend like you're somewhere else by changing the GPS on your phone it's really easy to do with Android really hard to do with iPhone but it, Pokemon Go knows if you've done that and any Pokemon that you catch they kind of like a long time ago started putting little red slashes just to like as a shame tactic Be like Oh, yeah, you have this Pokemon, oh, but it's not real. You cheated, but you could still use it. <laughs> it now seems like now that Let's Go, Eevee, and Pikachu are announced and there's going to be integration with it, they've started to permanently make those Pokemon unusable and they just appear as a big red slash. Yep. So get out in your community <clears throat> and walk around and go catch shit. Do it for real, y'all. It's the point of the game. That's right. Get outside. That's right. That's why it's called it's Go, not Sit. Pokemon sit. Pokemon sit? <laughs> Good Pokemon. Um, so, I thought this was just hysterical. I don't know why this is a game potato, but State of Decay 2 had a patch, and that patch is 20 gigabytes in size. That's crazy to me. Is it nowadays, though? 20 gigs for a patch is insane. I feel like that's um, kind of commonplace now. 
maybe. 20 gigs? It's like the size of a game. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, maybe they just deleted your game file and replaced it with a whole new game file. That's Who possibly. Knows? That's but possibly. But it's, it's really big. Look it's words. just notable. It's a really big game patch. All right. There are more important things to talk about, though, Chad, such as... PS Plus games for June have been announced, and they I'm are... I'm so excited. Uh, okay. XCOM 2 for PS4, Trials Fusion Woo! for PS4, Zombie Driver HD for PS3, as well as Ghost Recon Future Soldier for PS3, and then Vita gets Atomic Ninjas and Squares. I can't wait to play XCOM 2. I've always wanted to play XCOM, and yeah. now I can for free. Now you but can you do don't that. like strategy games, so you're I'm not, not Yeah, play. I'm not a big strategy person. Although I'm Except thinking about Mario picking Rabbids. up that Mario Rabbids expansion with Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong in it. Well, I'm getting XCOM 2. I cannot wait. Very exciting stuff. Should I take us through this last one? Because this one's very relevant to you. I actually haven't read this one. I can read the oh, headline. That, honestly, that basically is the headline. <laughs> one God of War secret has still not been found. Yeah, so the director of God of War kind of came out and said that he hasn't seen anyone find one specific thing in God of War and he wouldn't say what it is. There's still one secret that people have not uncovered. So What if people found it but they just didn't it. care, so no one said anything about it? What if it was just Better. a super lame secret? Well, he's just saying no one has found it online. Well, maybe so, like, they online, have. no one's talked about it. Well, no one's talked about it because maybe it's stupid. I'm just kidding. Nothing in that game is stupid. It's all great. <laughs> oh, Those that's it. No game potatoes this month? I mean, no we... game potatoes this month. No. Oh, this week, shit. Yeah. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right. Main stories, not main quests, but actual quests. Yes. Hold on, we're flying through this podcast. We are. Um, Before E3, actually coming up on Tuesday, the day this episode launches, so you guys will probably know more about it than we do by now, E3 will reveal Destiny 2 Year 2 plans. They're going to have a conversation about what everything looks like, how it's all going to change for Year 2. After this newest expansion comes out, so tune are in on you Tuesday. surprised this is happening before E3? No, not at all. Because Destiny used to be a big E3 game. Oh yeah, but I'm I'm sure they're not going to have like a, a an expansion launching close enough that it's worth showing something at a big conference. But they've always released expansions in the September time frame. It's usually when they have done it. So I think it's notable. I don't think I'm that's so true. Taken King came out in September. That's one. And then, what was the other one that came out? There was, what was the other big expansion that came out in Destiny 1? I mean, there were two smaller ones, House of Wolves, and that came out in December right after it launched. And then there was another one that yeah. came out in March or April the following. Oh, okay, maybe I'm wrong. But I, I thought September was a big time for them. I guess not. No, guess not. But they're going to be apparently revamping a lot of the systems, so we'll see. Speaking of Italy. Destiny, in which case not Destiny at all, Michael Pachter, who is a analyst said that he believes the next gen will have disk drives. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, he basically said, it's throwing a bone to retailers. Hey, sell our console and people will come back and buy games, we promise. Probably not, but they will. And what was the other reason he mentioned it in there as well? Let me find it. Um, While I'm finding that, the other reason I think there's going to be disk drives is just that, you know, countries that aren't America, that don't have internet connections at the wazoo, might want to have like Australia. The internet speeds are really slow. Boo. It'd be better. Um, oh, just people who want to um, sell used games and buy used games. Boo. There's no reason to have the disk drive. So it'll still be a thing. Doesn't surprise me. I think we're still a ways off from that. Yeah, download digital though. Make download it a thing, so and then better. hopefully retailers can go out of business, and everyone loses their jobs, and the whole world oh, collapses. So but much we get our digital games a little cheaper, so it's worth it. <laughs> now this next Speaking one of, i'm livid about i livid hate about this? that this is exists and that it's still happening <laughs> the atari vcr i'm just kidding it's a vcs whatever the fuck that stands for they won't tell us yet the atari vcs officially went on pre-order and has sold two million dollars worth of consoles even though it's not launching until mid 29 or i think it's june of 2019 mm-hmm it costs 200 or $300, depending on the option you go with, the kind of build that you go with. And all that they've said about it is that it includes about 100 Atari games. By the way, you can get those same, uh, basically the same 100 Atari games on Steam for $9. But it includes <laughs> those Atari games already built in and then runs Linux. And that's about all they've said. Yep. I hate that this Hasn't exists. changed. So people are coming out and saying, $2 million, they're really successful. I'm like, yeah, as an Indiegogo campaign, I guess that's pretty successful to have $2 million. 
but it's really acting as pre-orders. And only seven to eight thousand people actually pre-ordered this. That's not great. Okay. Well, there are seven to eight thousand. I'm sure it's just the employees of Atari, <laughs> and they forced them to do it. <laughs> so I did the math on this as well, and there's two models you can buy. There's a 199 option, which is the what they call the Onyx edition, and that's the red and black version of it. Yep. And there's the 299 option that is the wood grain version of it, and the average. If you do like the two million dollars divided by seven to eight thousand people or so, it's a two hundred eighty-five dollars is the average. It means more people are going for the Atari, uh, like wood wood panel version. It has to be it. people just for nostalgia and just having a box. Hey, that's that what I'm thinking like too. I think it's something too. It's a cool looking. I think it's a cool looking box still. Yeah, but, but don't pre-order it a year in advance with zero yeah. details about it. I want to hear what games this is going to get. I want to hear. If it's gonna get games, it's <laughs> like, not. It's not know. gonna. It's it's a glorified ouya. That's all it is. Yeah, the controllers by the way do not come with a 199 edition. You have to buy the controllers separately. Oh <laughs> my, get out, get the fuck yeah. out of here, Atari. <laughs> I hate you. I think they say well, we'll work with the Bluetooth controller. People already have consoles, so just work with any other Bluetooth oh controller they have. And I'm like, no, you include controllers with your console. Oh, Holden. Speaking of things that are just drowning, Amazon cancels Crackdown three orders apparently by Wait, mistake. Wait, Amazon is drowning? Oh, no, Crackdown, crackdown <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah, so apparently it was a mistake. But and by the way, this was Amazon Spain. I don't know what happens. Amazon Spain, but they always leak games. They always mess things Spain up. Spain and France. It's something about Europe. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But they just have a great sense of humor. They love fucking with people. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they just they canceled Crackdown 3 orders, and Microsoft ensures it was just a mistake. When they made the statement that it was just a mistake, they didn't say anything about the rumored delays of the game. I'm thinking maybe this was a glitch in the system where the game is getting delayed, they sent that delay... It's already uh, been delayed. They're apparently delaying like it again. like a year. They're, they're apparently del- the rumors are delaying it again. Oh my god! So they gave Let's cancel it. <laughs> they I guess they gave Amazon the new release date, and then it forced a change in the system that caused pre-orders to be canceled because it was no longer available or something like that. Okay, that's my guess. That's not that's just speculation, but I think that makes sense. Speaking of Microsoft, Microsoft is replacing their customer service team with volunteers. So they laid off a portion of their customer, actually a large portion of the customer service team. They're going to keep a few on hand to act as managers for volunteers who will handle customer service responses. Now, it's important to note that these volunteers are not just like, hey, I think I want to answer this question. They are part of what they call the Xbox Ambassadors Program. Yes. So they've already, like, they are the most dedicated users. They get rewarded with prizes and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know how I feel. I can kind of see this from both sides. One, I do, as someone who has worked in a technology store before, I definitely understand that most questions can be answered by typing it into Google, and you don't need a, like a, a super knowledgeable technician for that. No. But um, it, Microsoft is not hurting for money at all, and I do think that customer support is a very big reason why I support a lot of the companies that I support. Because yeah. it's, easy it's nice to, to have the option. Yeah, exactly. That's why I... That's why I I, if somebody has a question about like, hey, Chad, I have this YouTube channel and I've, I don't know how to do this on it. I was like, fucking good luck getting in touch with Google support. I have no idea what to tell you. Yeah. Well, considering I worked in technology as well. So I – and actually, I have the same technology store that you were in. Oh, my Whoa. God. And I do agree on that portion. One thing I thought was interesting in the article that I read is – and I want to find this here um, – is the number of questions they were handling per day. And I think this is pretty eye-opening as to why they might have canceled it. They're only answering a few dozen questions a day. Which you think about the entirety of the Xbox ecosystem, and they're only answering a few dozen questions a day. And to be clear, they laid off around 12 people, so they also didn't lay off a lot of people. I don't think it was a small team to begin with. If they laid off 12 people, that was a small team. Yeah. Here it is. So prior to May 18th, the account directly responded to dozens of inquiries every day. Amounting to 2.9 million tweets. But 2.9 million tweets since when? They don't really say that. Yeah. Um, so if they weren't answering a lot of questions, they say, hey, we can save money by having these volunteers answer, answer simple questions. I think that makes sense from a business perspective. But again, like it is a shame when you don't have people who are the most knowledgeable, who are trained by the company itself to answer these questions. I think that's the downside. But I think it's actually not as bad as people are 
would want to make it out to be. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, as I mentioned, I can see both sides. I can also see the argument where, like, have you ever talked to a customer service rep or something like that, and you know a lot more than they do because you're actually a dedicated fan and they're just someone they're paying minimum wage to work? Like, Yeah, I've had that I could, feeling. I yes. could definitely see how, how our Xbox ambassadors might help better than some of the customer service people. But that's not true. Every time I call into a customer service at any company ever, they're always helpful and super knowledgeable on every topic they talk about. You're right. Every you're time, exactly always. Right. 65% of the time, it works every time. Every time. Holden, read me my last quest before we get to the real meat of this whole fucking episode, this lion of an episode. <laughs> so Fallout 76 was teased by Bethesda. They released a really quick, short, like, bleep of a tweeze, and then they had a, a like, tweeze? a minute and a half. <laughs> what was on Twitter? It was a tweeze. You're an idiot. <laughs> and then they had um like a minute and a half trailer announcing it officially as fallout 76 there were questions of was it a remake no this is a new fallout game we don't know what kind of game it is but kotaku um has basically said that it is an online survival rpg which would make sense since they have been talking about doing a quote-unquote bleeding-edge AAA freemium game. Bleeding edge. So I think that would kind of fit into that. However, you can pre-order this game already for $60. So maybe that's a mistake, but either way, I'm excited to see what this could be. I'm a big Fallout yeah. fan. Uh, at least I, from, I really Fallout 4. From hearing other discussions about it, 76 Vault 76 has some significance in Fallout 3 and 4, where it's one yes. of the, the earliest vaults to open after the, apparently, event. I've, I've only played a little bit of 3 and none of 4. Mm-hmm. So this will be in a world where like there's a lot less civilization because not everyone's out of the vault yet. So, mm-hmm. and the song that was playing in the background of the trailer was uh, "Mountain Rose, Take Me Home to the Place yeah, Where I Belong." Uh, West, West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking this might be like more in the mountains with like radioactive dogs and shit. I w- that's to me one of my favorite things about Fallout is the civilizations that have built up. Yeah. So this is this is an interesting move for me, but I trust Bethesda on this and it's being made by the same team that made skyrim and fallout 4 so nice that's a pretty pretty good reputation to live up to there so stay tuned so, to e3 for more info on that yes speaking of e3 we're gonna run through our <coughs> confirmed content for e3 the rumors of e3 and then our predictions for e3 this is All a right. lot to go over so let's let's start run me through those confirmations bro okay so confirmations we have pete hines the mark um senior uh Blah, blah, blah. The VP of marketing at Bethesda can further be a variety at E3. There's going to be something for everyone there. So, like, it's not going to be all just, sh- just shooters or all just RPGs. Sure. Have a variety of content. I've already been saying that I think it's going to be their biggest E3 in a while. And the fact that they're announcing Fallout 76 before E3, I think, points to that for me, hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. I'm excited. Nintendo has confirmed plans for E3. Excuse me. They're going to have an event at 9 a.m. Uh, Tuesday at specific time. Tuesday, June 12th. They've confirmed Smash Bros. is going to be heavily featured. It's going to be all 2018 games. All right. They're going to have the Treehouse Live for the next few days after that, which is also going to include Smash. Mm. Mm. Surprise, surprise. Phil Spencer says that there will be a uh, Japanese game developers featured. So a lot of Japanese devs will be featured. They all said it will be their biggest E3 yet, which, of course, they're going to say that. They're not going to say, well, this is mid-tier three E3 for us. By the way, Phil Spencer is from Microsoft. Oh, yeah, from Microsoft, yeah. Yep. Um, Square Enix is going to have an E3 Direct-like event. That will be 10 a.m. Monday, June 11th, which is interesting. Pacific and time. And then Pacific time. Blah, Pacific time, yep. June... Um, We'll also feature, or we'll also feature Sony E3's showcase, which will have the big four, Spider-Man, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Part Two, and Death Stranding. Mm. They've said there will be no new hardware announced, which is interesting. I thought there would be a controller or something, but no new hardware. Devolver will already have, will have another event as well. It's going to be a continuation of their event from last year, so you might have to watch last year's event again. <laughs> which is, again, only 15 minutes and it was hilarious. It's only 15 minutes long, yeah. Weird as fuck. It's awesome, yeah. It's worth it. So those are all the confirmed things for E3. I found it through that pretty fast. What was the time on uh, Sony's E3 event, by the way? I didn't write that in here. Uh, I believe it starts at 8 p.m. Central Time, which would be 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Okay, cool. Country roads. So here's some rumors. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Wait. There what you mentioned the hardware thing. There was one piece of hardware show off that was a Days of Play PS4 bundle that they're doing. The oh, blue okay. one with the gold and shit like that. Yeah, Did yeah, you see yeah. That? I did, yeah. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) 
So here's some rumors for E3. We're apparently going to see Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon 4. I almost said Horizon Zero Dawn 2. I almost said it. <laughs> you idiot. Forza Horizon 4 will be there. Apparently, Wait, not 5 uh, from Walmart? Walmart Canada? That's so wrong. There's no Horizon way it's 5. Is a 5. Cyberpunk 2077 will apparently be there well as well, and apparently it'll be a first-person perspective game. Capcom is going to have an untitled action-adventure game. I'm sure it will have a title when they show it off, but there'll be an action-adventure game. Okay. Kingdom Hearts may get the release. The, it's release date at E3. There's going to be Assassin's Creed Odyssey will be featured at E3. That one's no longer a rumor. That was confirmed. It was confirmed? Okay. Yeah, so Ubisoft we'll, put out a very, like a three-second video saying see you at E3 and then Assassin's Creed Odyssey and someone kicking someone off a ledge. Okay, cool. So confirmed. Uh, Anthem Combat Demo will apparently be featured. And then Fortnite will be coming to Switch. That one, yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Keep going. What about you? You were to say that one? Uh, was... No, Fortnite also did get a registered trademark or got rated, got rated for Switch through ESRB. Okay, so you still have to use rumor because Nintendo exactly. hasn't said it's anything. It's still a yet. rumor. Yeah, yeah. But it that basically means it's it's true. Yeah, it's like when your dad it's like when your dad tells you, okay, we're getting also, you this I, for your birthday, but don't tell your mom. Anthem, uh, they did announce their plans for Anthem for E3, and I'm pretty sure they did confirm that there will be combat and story feature stuff. They said it's going to be there. They didn't say what's going to be there. They did. They, they, they did? said it's going to. Be, yeah, it's going to show. It's. I definitely know that they said they were going to do story stuff, and I'm pretty just sure making me look bad, Chad. Too. Thanks so just much saying, for correcting me. Just saying, do your fucking me. job. <laughs> there are people out there who are getting replaced with volunteers. I'll replace you. Because I don't volunteer for this. For this. I get paid a million dollars an episode. <laughs> Holden, to catch people up on what we predicted about a month, month and a half ago, like mm-hmm. general predictions. What five things did you pre- wait? Did we do three or five? I did five. Okay, I think I did five too. What five things did you kind of predict might be coming generally from last time? Okay, so I said uh, number one, Nintendo will dedicate an entire day or more of Treehouse to Smash for Switch. That's basically already been confirmed at this point. Xbox will continue to boast about backwards compatibility since they won't have much to talk about otherwise. <laughs> number uh, three will uh, is Bethesda will have their biggest E three the past few years. Four, Battle Royale will be one of the new buzzwords and will dominate multiplayer games. And five, and there are no microtransactions, will be a buzzword of E3. That's already been a buzzword of life. Yes. All right, my five were, at least five games will have a Battle Royale mode. We'll see no new AAA titles from Microsoft first party. Bethesda is going to win E3. Cyberpunk 2077, I just wrote that. I don't actually know what I said about it, but I just wrote Cyberpunk 2077. (laughs) And EA will have another athlete segment. Ooh, that's a tough one. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to run through predictions, new predictions, kind of more specific um, for third parties, for Microsoft, for Sony, and for Nintendo. All right, everybody. Get your pencils out. Get your notepad. Get ready to write down your predictions how they match with our predictions, and then we'll come back and revisit them the week after E3 to see how we all did. Yep. So, Holden, which third party are we starting with? Oh, I just did third party in general. Oh, my God, you did third party in general? I did two, yeah. well, technically four, for every third party. Okay. So you're going to have a lot more than I. I have five for third party, and I've I have got four for I've got for third party. So. Oh, you have 16 predictions? <laughs> well, four for each event. Wow, okay, all right, so go for it. Just list them off. Well, I'm all, I only plan to do two of them per... Okay, but so here my Beth- we'll start with Bethesda. Yep. So um, my Bethesda one is actually that one's already been confirmed. Doom Two will be revealed, and it's coming in October in time for Halloween. I have Bethesda will announce Doom Two coming this year. That's that's my Bethesda prediction. Yep. yep. Prey DLC will drop the week of E3. Ooh. So that's my. Those are my two Bethesda related ones. Mm-hmm. Um, how many are you going to read for third parties in general? I have five in total, so I five guess that total. kind of lines up with what you would have close enough. Okay. So gotcha. I'll just throw the stuff all of mine then. I don't have a choice. I have to throw them all out there then. You have to. I have to. So that, I only had one Bethesda one, so I'll do my uh, Square Enix ones. Okay, great. Kingdom Hearts will be given an early 2019 release window. Okay. And Final Fantasy VII Remake will be shown off. They, I, they have, I think they're going to show something. You think so? I think so. With all the heat they've been getting, I have a feeling they're going to show something. I don't know, man. With, with how much they've had to start over much. from scratch. <laughs> they're going to show much, but they're going to show something. Gotcha. Well, here are my two predictions for Square Enix. New third-person IP, non-RPG, 
action game will be revealed. Ooh. So it's going to be a brand new IP. It's not going to be an RPG like Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts or anything like that. And it's going to be an action game. Just pulling that out of my ass. <laughs> uh, and then my other one will be they'll actually finally re- reveal Final Fantasy 16. That's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. You think? All right. I do. Because they've already told us, like, we have our plans for Final Fantasy 15 set. Here's, like, the end of when all that content's coming. they got to show us mm-hmm. what's coming next. Even if it's not coming for another 10 to 12 years. Yeah. This one is just a general for third-party developers. All right. Every third-party conference will have a game coming to Switch this year. Every third... Oh, gotcha. So every company will have a Switch game in their lineup. Yes. Okay. Switch game in and the lineup then, announced on stage? Announced on stage, yes. Okay. Um, and then that, that could include, too, like, this is a game that's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Like, they will all feature Switch. Okay. At some point on there. Um, not, I'm not talking, like, Mario Rabbids, where it's right. exclusive to Switch, yeah. Uh, Division 2 will not have a Battle Royale mode. Okay, okay. So that's Ubisoft. I'm going to go ahead and jump into my Ubisoft um, yes. predictions then. Those are all five of my predictions, by the way, so okay. I got them. So Ubisoft, um, Prince of Persia returns in some form. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think Prince of Persia, It's it's been a long time. The last game they released was the Sands of Time movie tie-in. And, they had a movie tie-in game for that? Uh, uh, well, not, a, no not a tie-in for the movie itself, but it was released at the same time. To oh, right. It was like just, it was just Prince of Persia, I remember. Yeah. That. Uh, no, that was the 2008 game. Oh. And then the Jake Gyllenhaal movie came out in, I don't know, 2011, 2012, and they had another game that was more similar to the trilogy that came before. But I think, yeah, okay. it's about time, and I think we'll see Prince of Persia return at Ubisoft. And I think that we're going to see news about a For Honor movie. Ooh. Ubisoft has already announced that For Honor will be on stage in some capacity. But they've been big in the movie. We talked their Prince of Persia movie. Yeah. They're making a Division movie. They had the Assassin's Creed movie. I think For Honor is the next one that gets that treatment. That is cringeworthy, but I don't I think know. you're wrong necessarily. That's cringeworthy. All right. And then finally for EA, uh, this one, I think Battlefield Five is going to have a Battle Royale free-to-play mode. Oh, I think, okay. I think you can download Battlefield Five and play traditional story content and multiplayer and pay 60 bucks for it, but they will have a free Battle Royale mode download similar to how Fortnite competes with PUBG. Interesting. And I think that's how they're going to try to win the audience away from uh, Black Ops 4. All right. So that's one prediction for EA. The next is that uh, there will be at least 12 minutes or more focused on Anthem. I can believe that, yeah. Yeah. All right. Those are my third-party predictions. Everybody tweet us. Email us. Tell us how those compare to yours or whether you think they're bullshit. <laughs> Holden, which conference is next? Microsoft. Ooh, Microsoft. I have four. How many do you have for Microsoft? I mean, I have, I have five to choose from. So depending okay. on if they conflict with yours. I think we were talking about doing extras. three for each one. We had extras just in case. Right. Yep. Yeah. So we'll do just wherever three you want to do. I'll start off. Fable 4 will be announced with gameplay. Oh, Fable 4. Because they canceled Fable Legends and fired that whole team. And close the studio. <laughs> there was, I think they're gonna. It doesn't mean Fable Four has to be made by that studio. No, that's exactly right. That's, I mean, because especially that was gonna be a very different game. Interesting. Cool. I have in there that a new Halo game will be revealed. There are steps to this. There are sections of this new okay. Halo game revealed. It will not be called Halo Six. It will be multiplayer only, and Battle Royale will be the flagship mode of that multiplayer. Interesting. I have Halo Six won't be mentioned. Halo Six so the name of, or the ne- like the next mainline Halo. The I next think this mainline will be a will mainline be Halo game, yeah. multiplayer only. So we that's kind of the same, or um, in the sense that it won't be called Six. But I'm going to stick with my next one, which is actually going to be Shadow of Tomb Raider gameplay shown off at Xbox's conference. At Xbox's conference, yeah. All right, because they had that exclusivity with them last time. Exactly. All right, next up, are you ready? I'm ready. I think they're going to make a big deal out of Cuphead DLC with new bosses coming out and announced. Oh. Yep, yep. That's believable. I can dig that. Can you dig it out with a cup? Okay, 
So I'm not going to buy a Halo 6 one. So I'm going to go with my last one, which is that Crackdown 3 will be their big push for the end of 2018. That's going to be kind of their feature game. Or if it gets delayed 2019. <laughs> this is sad because, see. like, Xbox, they all they they can only go up from here. <laughs> like they're at they're at the absolute bottom. They have nothing coming, which means it's great for them because everything they announce will be a surprise and they can only win our hearts back more than they already have. Surprises like Fable 4 with Game <laughs> Hey, it's better than not having anything at all. <laughs> Sony. Uh hold on, I still have one more Xbox. We're doing 3 each. Did you I only three? did 2. No, you did 3. I'm you're done. It's I did over. Halo and Cuphead. No, you, it's over. It's done. And then Xbox it's over. Game it's Pass. Done. It's 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 over. It's done. Shut up. Becomes part of <laughs> Xbox Live Gold. No extra fee. Oh, that'd be huge. Yep. That'd be huge. Hmm. All right. Sony's conference. Sony PlayStation. So I have Death Stranding, Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, and Spider Man all shown off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Death Stranding, Last of Us Part Two, and Ghost of Tsushima all given 2019 release windows. All 2019. Oh, all 2019. No, Spider Man's coming out. Oh, you didn't mention Spider Man. Okay, I didn't mention Spider Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 2019 for Spider Man. It got delayed. Very close, but it got delayed. Yeah. Okay. No, that's not true. Just Death this, just blah, just Death Stranding, Last of Us Part Two, and Ghost of Tsushima. We'll be given a 2019 release window. Okay. Here's one. I've kind of teased this prediction a, a bit. Deep Down gets mm-hmm. re-revealed for PS4. It is an online multiplayer game. It is free to play and has Monster Hunter style gameplay. All right. Good old I have Dom. Shadow Shadows Die Twice is Tenchu. Okay. A trailer is shown. It is still cryptic, and it's coming in 2019. All right, all right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here's one that is mostly wishful thinking. Are you ready? Yeah. Triple A Harry Potter game revealed, <laughs> coming this fall in time for Fantastic Beasts sequel, and has all a right. PSVR exclusive mode. Interesting. I fucking want that so bad. <laughs> oh man, I would love to be a fucking wizard in VR. It's just your imagination just made it happen. Now it's real. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Just like Sony is going to fail if they don't announce this game. Are you listening, Sony? You have a week to get this into your presentation. <laughs> um, here's the last one, and that is Sony will announce PSN changes, including the ability to change your name. Ah, name changes. That's been teased for a long time. Shuhei Yoshida last year said to um, Greg Miller that I hope it was like something about like I hope by this time next year we won't be having this conversation anymore. That He's was uh, along the... that wasn't Shuhei. That was uh, who was that? Not... Oh, Sean. No, Sean Layden. Sean Layden, yeah. Um, great. My last one is we'll see a sequel to Orders eighteen seventy six revealed, and it's called eighteen seventy seven. And it's going to be good. Didn't say that. <laughs> I said it's revealed. I mean, the order the order gets a lot of shit. There were parts of it that was just too long to play through, but it was beautiful. Yeah, it was a cool game. game. Interesting concept and story, but I would love to see Mm -hmm. a sequel to it. Yeah. All right, and last but not least, Nintendo. Good old Nintendogs. I'm just kidding. Nintendogs is not a prediction I'm making for this. (laughs) (laughs) Nintendogs, the dominant game of Nintendo's E3 presentation. Um, All right, Smash will dominate the game, uh, will dominate, will will be the dominant game of the E3 event for Nintendo. It's releasing September along with the online service. Ah, Okay, so I have a Smash Bros. prediction that is completely separate from everything you just said. Okay. Smash Bros. is a new game, leaves out some of the the characters we saw from Wii U, replaces Dr. Mario with the wedding outfit from Odyssey with a different moveset with Cappy. Oh, I like that. Yep. That's a good one. I have Link's Awakening remake for 3DS shown off during Treehouse. It's coming before October. I don't want to be 3DS either, but know, that's what but I'm you're predicting. Probably right. That's what I'm predicting. Ah, because it's going to look like Link Between Worlds. It's going to have that same visual style, but for Link's Awakening instead. You're right. Mm-hmm. I know I'm right. Uh, Metroid Prime Four is going to get a story trailer. We won't see gameplay, but we're going to get an idea of where this game is going. Okay. I actually just have Metroid Prime Four will not get a teaser. Prime Trilogy release date given for 2018. 
Mm, you think they're going to announce Prime Trilogy without doing anything Metroid Prime 4 related? I have a feeling we're not going to see much about it. I think they're going to save that for the Game Awards. All right. That's my guess. And then my last one is we will see the release of GTA 5 on Switch, including GTA Online. That'd be huge. Yep. That'd be huge. It'd be so weird to have GTA on a Nintendo console like I that. I know. I know. But I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Well, those are our predictions for oh, E3. Oh, we got one week! One week! One week. Do you want to run through what our E3 plan is going to be? Yes. So Once if more you are time. interested in seeing how this all plays out and our reactions to everything, every single night of the E3 press conferences, starting on Saturday 69, get it? June 9th. <laughs> Saturday the 69, uh, we will cover EA's conference. I'm going to get up my calendar here so I can actually tell you the right ones. <laughs> we have on uh, Sunday evening, and again, actually, these are probably all going to be very late nights, so you'll probably listen to it the next morning. Sunday, we'll be covering Microsoft and Bethesda's conferences. Monday, we will be covering Square Enix, Ubisoft, and Sony. And then Tuesday, we will cover as much as Nintendo has shown off so far. So tune in for all of those. We'll release them as four separate audio podcasts. We will not have a regular show that week. We will instead pick up again the following Tuesday with kind of our debrief from the entire E3 event and kind of checking back in with all of our predictions, seeing who is the best fortune teller. Spoilers, it's me. Spoilers, the best fortune teller. it's me. Uh, spoilers, you can't even spell spoilers in French. S, S, no. Ah, <laughs> I told you, it. told you. <laughs> Le French. Um, let's do, do we have anything to talk about for for um weekly forum i don't think so i don't think we do oh one thing i do want to mention we are working on a way to revamp photo mode so for any of you guys who i guess this would be the first week of june if any of you guys you could call it photo mode remastered Ooh, i'm actually thinking of maybe calling it participation trophy (laughs) but um we're we're working on a revamp of it we want a little bit more a little bit more engagement than we got out of the no. photo mode stuff and make it a little easier on you guys so you don't have to actually create art in order to participate and have fun with us. So probably look for that more likely the beginning of July. First week of July, we might take a month off for June. And I didn't do a poll for this week aside from the Eevee and, and Poke Pikachu poll. I fucking failed us. I fucking you failed. You failed, Chad. Hold on, what's our barf again for June? Deus X. Mankind divided. And please, everyone, do yourself a favor and start it now. Start it now. Yes, Chad God Holden, it. start it now. Also, oh, <laughs> did you see when we talked about the uh, the games that we wanted to go on sale the week of E3? Yeah. Almost all of mine were announced that they were going to go on sale during the PlayStation Play More event. Oh, really? Like God of War is going on sale. Monster Hunter, I think, is on that sale. A lot of PSVR games were going on sale. So it's like, damn it, everything wow. I asked for. They like, were waiting. For, which tag going to want to be on sale? Make sure, guys, listen to what Chad has to say. And they did it. That's right. For you. That's right. They did it for you. All right, guys. The next time we'll be sweetly, sultrily speaking into your earballs will be for E3. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Play a lot of video games. Touch a lot of um, good food as you put it into your mouth. <laughs> And that's it. We'll see you next time. Toodaloo.